G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. So this is a special one. I've got my friend, my buddy, Emily King um, on the podcast. So she's come on and um, it's a pretty good time to have her Emily on because she's a week out from competing in the WBFF Worlds figure show over in Las Vegas. So Emily, do you want to give a quick rundown to the audience who you are, but I'm sure a lot of the people listening will know who you are, but do your thing. Hi, hi, hi. I love being here with you. Um, yes, so I am Emily King. I am a WBFF figure um, Australian champion um, and pro, obviously. So I am also a registered nurse, an online coach, um, a mum, a client of Mark's for quite some time now. I think probably like 2019, 18 probably. Yeah, nine, uh, nine, 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 eight, 18, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, end of comp yeah. in that time. Yeah, you're all overseas with Matt. Yeah, that was the one. Um, yeah, and so I'm commuting in, yeah, seven days. So oh, six days now and flying out Tuesday. So this is going to be my second attempt at Worlds. Last time I came second. So look, we're hoping to go one take better. The, the crown this time. I have a lot of pressure on me, but. Um, I've actually done really well. Well, we have done really well as a team this time. So I'm really excited just to get back up there. Amazing. So I guess I wanted to really get Emily on today because um, obviously, you know, she's a great coach and I know a lot of the women I train out there really, you know, look up to Emily and her physique and, you know, it's very kind of, it's, it's, <laughs> she's all right. You know, so I really wanted to, um, you know, look, look at, you know, her training and all the things she's been doing, but something a lot of people don't realize when I, I shared a photo today of Emily and her, her epic glutes. And that is, if you haven't followed Emily closely, is that she actually had her first baby um, mm-hmm. last year, right? And middle yeah. of last year. So how has prep been this time with a baby? Oh man, like easy, right? Some yes, so so easy. What are you talking about? In some ways, it's been um better because I have to be really structured and really organized um and really efficient with my time. So that's that's easier. It's harder in the way that um you don't have that freedom of you know I'll train this time when I want to. Um, Yes, I have her in daycare like three days a week. Um, but even then, if she's sick, obviously she's going to be home and we have to be able to juggle that. It, it's more so like I found this, the, the hardest thing is just dealing with when the days don't go well, which obviously happens quite a lot when you have children. And I think women and men will resonate with this because a lot of the days don't go to plan. Like you, your kid may be sick, they, you know, daycare might, might not happen for the day. Um, so you have to rely on, on a really clear structure and a really clear schedule and, and making sure that, you know, you have contingency plans, which is one thing that I made sure of this prep. Like I knew that no matter what, I was going to be able to do my training, no matter what I was able to do my cardio, just from the way that I structured my day. But I can understand a lot of people get really defeated and overwhelmed when they do have kids. Cause they're like, this is too hard. Like there's, there's too many things going on, but in reality, it's honestly just about structuring the shit out of your day um, down to like the hour if you really want to get stuff done and if you want things to, to happen for yourself. So, you know, it has taught me a lot of lessons around structure and routine and 
just making sure my shit is really in order. Um, and it's been extremely difficult in the way of fatigue. So like as a parent, you are already fatigued from looking after a small human all day. Um, and then you add in what a deficit does to your body. And that just like it, you're buggered by the end of the day. Like I sleep like a log, but you, the next level of fatigue, um, yeah, it, it's crazy how like tired you are at the end of the day. So in some ways easier, in some ways a lot harder. <laughs> um, but I think I like comparison to pre, like now and pre-baby, like it's just you, you really miss the freedom of your own time. Um, and that's, that's everything for an athlete. Like I think for an athlete, like a, a professional athlete, they're like, I get to train. I'm going to train at this time when I want to, I'm going to do cardio at this time when I want to. And when you have a family, you're like, I'm just working around someone else right now. So, so yeah. How, how's it been sleep wise? So sleep is something, you know, obviously I train a lot of women, you train a lot of women, sleep is often an issue with majority yeah. of clients, let alone um, moms in that initial period combined with as you said the rigors of low calories yeah. how are you going there how's that affecting you look Luna is actually um in the last I'm gonna say I was gonna say really good sleep but in the last like three months she's actually been sleeping a majority of the way through she only wakes up once which for people that don't have kids are like that's real fucked but prior to that she was waking up like two or three times a night which is obviously a lot of like um interrupted sleep so you're getting up you're feeding them you're putting they're putting them back to bed and then you go back to and then you wake up two hours later and then you're doing the whole process over again so it obviously like impacts your hunger signaling so you, the next day you find yourself you know hungry and moody and tired and it just puts a whole nother level on top of like a deficit being hard but you actually just learn how to manage it um and, and i'm like and if you are someone that really wants to do well in competing or a deficit or something, you just, you find your way around it, but it does make it a lot harder. Um, but I've been very grateful that she has been sleeping really well, but also Matt does get up and do the nighttime feed sometimes. So yeah, I was, I was going to say that. So Emily's yeah. partner, Matt, who is a, you know, an elite bodybuilder, one of Australia's best and was either, um, was it male model or no, Fitness model, muscle model, yeah, muscle muscle muscle. Muscle. there's a gun, yeah, muscle model, male model, he's that <laughs> as well. He's definitely that as well. Yeah, um, but obviously having him there and being a competitor, but I guess not in yeah. comp prep. I think that does that make it a lot easier where there's only one of you dieting at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Like we usually do everything together, as in like deficits and and cuts and comp preps. And but it, we made the decision this time to not do that, and it's probably been the best thing that we did because, yeah, we would have both of us in the same situation. Although, like he is in a build, and as we know, for effective building, you need really good solid sleep. So, um, it is one of those things that we just have been like juggling between both of us because I obviously want him to get the best out of his building phase. And he wants me to get the best out of my prep. So um, it is a bit of like, just it's just more communication than anything. And calories, of course. It, do, it doesn't yeah. help. I caught up with, I got dinner the other week with Matt and Emily and Matt and I went to get burgers and they gave me the, the role of ordering food <laughs> and I forgot one of Matt's burgers. So I'm not going to be invited back for burgers again. <laughs> we'll let this one off this time. Yeah. Um, so 
obviously uh, something I like what you said there was kind of being really structured with what you do. And I think anyone who's done a prep before, regardless of whether you've got a, a baby, a toddler or whatever, having that structure to your day is really important. I think for you though, would you say that how many comps have you done? It's a lot now. 16, yes, 16. So I, I think I'm, I'm guessing that that, has allowed you to be a bit more prepared for everything going into this prep. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think I think this has been like my most structured approach. And then we've probably got better results this time just because I have had like a no, no fuck around kind of way around this prep. Not that I ever like, oh, that's a lie. Obviously you get better at each prep as you go through because you learn something about yourself each time and you know, what didn't work the last time you improve on. Um, but this one's, yeah, it's definitely been an improvement of just, I've got ready earlier, um, probably just from that increase of structure and routine around what I'm doing. 100%. I think, you know, seeing you in this prep, you've been pretty, pretty chilled. You know, you've, yeah. I think you, the whole prep, you've kind of just cruised through, which has been pretty cool. You're not in a position where I was like, oh my God, I'm four weeks out I need to lose five yeah and that's a worse feeling yeah and like I think but like I think last prep um we were doing so much extra uh in terms of cardio and stuff because we were like let's get as lean as we can and that's necessarily that's not necessarily like the approach that you should have because not every division is like you need to get super conditioned but uh, again like not I'm gonna say this like the problem with a lot of competitors is they don't reach conditioning. Um, but we had, we kind of went past that last time. So I wish that we were a bit more chilled this time around, but I've just kind of, I've also really relaxed into yes, other people telling me what to do this time around. Cause I, I hate thinking about it myself. Yeah. On that, like as a coach, I remember last prep for you, was it two, two, three two, years three. ago before, yeah, yeah. before COVID as a coach like myself, when you're actually prepping someone for a comp the first time, you're never really sure how someone's going to respond to fat loss and yeah, and are they going to get really lean really quickly? And I think with you, you really responded really, really fast. <laughs> and that was something I think I wasn't really that not prepared for, but just going off your previous kind of feedback with your shows. I remember you were telling me when we first started working together, how much calories, um, sorry, how low your calories were, how much cardio you were doing. So I was yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be hard. Yeah. But then I that prep was actually pretty chilled. You you got yeah. so lean so fast. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I, I remember you like sending you photos and like every time you send photos to a coach, like, it I think it it adds like two percent body fat and I was like I'm really lean and you're like lower and I was like oh fuck not lean enough I can I can still <laughs> see skin yeah we want bone only uh, yeah yeah so with that I, I guess I wanted to kind of touch base first on you know when we started together because that was I said four four years ago now and yeah when we first started talking you were in a period, I think you were away with Matt for a fair few months after your comp were at the Worlds where you came second. And yeah. something that we kind of discussed was where you thought your calorie baseline was at, where you kind of thought your TD was at. And I remember Emily 
I can't remember your weight off the top of my head, probably 60 or something where you're around 60 yeah. or something. Oh, no, I was oh, what, post-comp. No, post-comp. I, came, I came back to you at 66, which was six kilos up from my my weight in on stage and it was only like three months after so I gained quite a lot of weight quite quickly yeah and so with that I remember you telling me you know we just said that before we started here that you know you kind of thought that you you you, you would be around that 17 800 mark for calories and yeah I remember calculating that and Emily was like if I go above that I put on weight and then yeah. when I calcul- calculated your TDE off off the, the weight, I think it was around that 2,200 mark or 2,100 yeah. mark. And when I told you that, you're like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I can't do that. I'll get fat. And yeah. we built those calories up. And what was cool, I think, to see for you was that you could actually truly eat more and you didn't rapidly gain all this body fat. So I think a lot of the times we re- really, we really don't give enough time to try and figure out where we can really get that tde to or where our true tde is once you can kind of see that hey wow i can actually eat more calories than i think and maintain my my weight that's actually a really good spot to be yeah and it was it was honestly like i finished that comp and i like it was kind of when um flexible dieting and everything was coming in like popularity and i went into that first comp Um, i wasn't a client of yours at that stage but i was doing more meal plans um, and then I came off and I didn't understand, I didn't even at that time understand like metabolic adaptation whatsoever. So I was like, why can't I go back to eating like a whole heap of shit or doing what I usually do and, and restricting during the week and then overeating on the weekend and that kind of cycle. And that's why I came to you and I was like, oh, I, yeah, I can't, I can't eat more than 1700 because I gain weight. But in reality, what I was actually doing was I was doing 1700 during the week. And then I was probably doing about 4,000 on the weekend and um, weekend calories. Oh, it was so bad. And I like, I remember just like, so I had so much resistance to listening to what you said. Um, And it was like a moment in my house. I remember walking around just feeling so upset with myself. So I was so much heavier than I usually would be, but I was inflamed and I was like just disgusted in myself. And I was like, I'm just going to follow these 1700 for seven days and see what I can achieve. And I think in the first like week or so, like I started dropping weight and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, and then we slowly increased. And I think it was, I had the best off season and I was on 2,400 and I was still relatively lean. Like I wasn't like, you know, big by any means. I was probably sitting around the 64 mark, um, but I was training like four or five times a week. And it was just such a nice, maintainable phase for me in terms of like building or just even maintaining and and like it really did show me like I could eat so much more and train so much less and just have this body that I really enjoyed um and it and it did take a while to get there but it was just that initial like committing to hey I'm not going to binge eat on the weekend and yeah this is going to work for me so you know it, it was so much of just also just committing to like having a coach and it was like the biggest turning point for me as an athlete, but also as a coach to be like, this does work, you know, this reverse dieting thing that I flogged off, you know, or, you know, it was a good time. Let's be honest. And I think that's probably what also allowed you to lose quite quickly on that last prep because mm. you did spend that considerable amount of time. I think it was a year, around a year between shows and, you know, it was probably, yeah. 
four, five, six months of calories up, which was a, a cool thing for you. Yeah. And, and probably a big change. But then now going into next week's show, what has kind of been the focus for your improvements between your last Wells show was 2018. So it's four year, four year gap. Yeah. Oh, but no, last show in general was not a world. Last show in general was just the Australian champions. And then the UK show in 2019. Yeah, but that was 2019. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah. what has been the, the big focus for you to really, I guess, go to that next level? Honestly, I think it was a, the longest time that I've ever spent off dieting. And I think that really made a huge difference. And I was eating like anywhere from two, four to two, six that entire time. I obviously had time off um, tracking with being like in the last trimester of pregnancy and then postpartum. And then I got back to tracking around four or five months postpartum when I felt ready. But like in between that time, I, I, over these years have developed the ability to really well, like informed eat or intuitively eat whatever you like to call it but um yeah I think it was just honestly the time off dieting and allowing my body to be really healthy and allowing it to thrive um because prior to that I'd pretty much done like a dieting phase once or twice a year for forever so with that postnatal phase when did you figure out that you were wanting to compete and where did in those months after having Luna did you really kind of start stepping it up? Because I, I remember you, you were still training pretty quickly after, but where did you kind of switch from that, a postnatal phase to let's get back into comp prep? Oh, uh, look, I trained like all the way up until like I gave birth. Pretty much that day, I think I, w- I was training. Um, and then postnatally, I had a good eight weeks, six or eight weeks out of the gym altogether. Um, and that was actually really nice for me because I hadn't spent that much time out of a gym forever. Um, and then I started like rehab programming, obviously. And I was actually really off competing. Um, I think in one way I was like, I'm so far behind that this is going to be really hard for me to, or impossible for me to get back on stage in the condition that I want to bring. And, you know, I've lost all this size and all these, these types of doubts that were floating around my head. Um, which wasn't true at all. Like I had actually maintained and built quite a lot of not built but maintained and then built some posterior chain during pregnancy because all I could really do for quite a while there was like hip hinge movements so RDLs and things like that so um, I wasn't aware that I actually had built a a good amount of hamstrings in that time and then um, I didn't lose as much muscle as I thought I had I started like an eight-week challenge I think at the eight-month postpartum um, point that was my first deficit phase Um, I wasn't going to diet prior to that at all just because it's too much um Were you and then i'll tracking calories around in before that or you still no just- I, I only started tracking calories probably around the five six mark and i wasn't tracking every day i would track like 70 percent of my week just to make sure that i was having enough um because of the tendency usually is to under eat or to like overeat so i was just checking myself to be like hey am i sitting in a, in a range here that i'm i'm happy with um, and I did get quite a lot of like just natural um, weight loss in that time from breastfeeding, things like that. And then I did started an eight week challenge with my clients at eight, eight month mark. Um, and I got to the end of eight weeks and I was like, fuck, I did good. And I look good. Like let's compete. So that kind of really lit a fire in me. And I was, I was ready to go after that. 
so the mindset going from that postnatal phase to time for comp prep was pretty a pretty easy natural switch for you yeah I think it started when I started dieting and I was like hey this isn't as bad as I thought it would be um and I haven't lost as much muscle as I thought I had and you know I really I think the drive and the challenge gave me back a little bit of myself because I'm like naturally a competitive person and I felt like I really lost a lot of that during pregnancy and postpartum because obviously like there's nothing to be like competitive about or anything so <laughs> well it's been a it's, it's been a pretty pretty crazy you know trend, not I hate using the term transformation, transformation but yeah. go, going I remember I, I remember Lauren and I were I think it was around the time you you did that kind of eight week challenge it was that yeah. that visual change was just rapid I was like wow yeah I was like okay she's back she's back <laughs> all right so a question i have for you is something i get all the time and that is what is the difference between a bikini physique and a figure physique because people see the wbff and you know they see your laurens you know your hatties and then obviously yourself can you kind of explain to everyone how you differentiate the physiques Look, you'd probably be good at this, but um, like I think what you said prior to starting this health conversation before was like, um, your body is going to dictate where you sit with all of this. Like, I have never had a bikini physique. Like, even when I had less muscle than I do now, um, I have quite developed upper body to lower body, and it's proportionate. Um, and I think it really comes down to the individual's body type um first of all with a with a figure can you explain i guess to everyone uh what it looks like so like more muscular usually they have a few years under the belt of not usually but they're gonna have a few more years under the belt of training they'll have some more dense muscle in terms of um like muscle maturity and um there'll be a, a bigger frame from someone like fit like okay, so bikini is more like beach body or you know a nice i hate the word type, a, 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 nice, a bit of muscle but yeah <laughs> yeah a bit of muscle but not overly muscly um then fitness is like nice cap shoulders like nice quad development nice hamstring development and then fitness is like i mean figures like the top end of that where they're they're quite a bit more muscular but they're going to be leaner as well. So conditioning does come into play more so in the figure, but that's not to say that your fitness isn't meant to be conditioned because it is. It's just a smaller version of your, your, of your figure. And then bikinis on the end of that where they don't necessarily, like they're not meant to be not conditioned, but they're not going to be shredded, shredded. Um, and they're not going to be super, you're not going to see like capped shoulders and striated glutes. Yeah, so I like what you said there where where the figure physique, it's not something you just kind of go, all right, you know, I've been training for a year. I'm just going to get on stage. So often you see in the bikini world, you know, women, you know, they do a bit of training, like, oh, I want to compete. And, you know, they get on stage. The the level of muscle that you need for bikini, obviously at the higher level, it will be much more, but a lot of the federations, it's, you know, and it's nice shape, you know, smaller waist, a little bit of muscle, but nothing too crazy. So that's obviously something you can begin in much earlier in your journey. I think you started in bikini. Didn't you compete against Lauren? Or did you? Nah, she, we did, we did ICN. So we did, she did fitness at that stage. Fitness, so yeah. Like, like you said, like there's different federations. Um, 
and like the so the IFBB bikini is completely different to your WBFF bikini um your like ICN fitness is more so what your WBFF bikini look like um so your ICN is obviously an, a feder- natural federation um and their physiques are usually smaller but I'm not going to say that because like sometimes there can be an overlap between the athletes that compete in ICN to WBFF and things like that it just depends on like um I guess like if someone's coming into this and they're like where should I compete I always say like look at the competitors in each in, in division or like each federation and you'll figure out like where you want to fit like where what where does your body fit as well because like we kind of talked about like I've never had a bikini body um like you know big legs smaller upper body I've always had quite proportionate upper body to lower body um I grow really well in my upper body some women don't and therefore like they have more of that like would you say like hourglass kind of body or pear-shaped body yeah um yeah when you you get angry at me for giving you too much upper body (laughs) oh i hate that shit oh stop giving me so much upper body i'm not doing that (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, yes boss (laughs) yeah so i think i think as well another thing that you said was that your body kind of chooses your category yeah very much so so genetically genetics play a, a big role in in your physique so a lot of times people go you know like what should i compete in stuff like that for me often it's just about let's get in the best shape of your life and then let's see how you look and then yeah. whatever that looks like and then you kind of fit into a category so i think yeah. often people get too caught up with oh, i want to be a bikini or whatever but if you've got strengths then you should really just maximize it and go all in on what your strengths are and then yeah. kind of fit into a category and i think that's something you know you see with yourself versus you know other women you've got that muscle mass and you know good good symmetry without with through your whole body you know you've got the quads you got the your, your glutes are all right you know so you got the shoulders and stuff like that whereas you, as you said with bikini you'll see that yeah. i have glutes some legs and often you know a little bit of shoulder but, but yeah. not too much so it is a different physique so yeah what i kind of want to touch on though with that is training wise and so often i get because I've obviously got my bikini body programs and stuff like that, which people do. And then I get a lot of fitness competitors and figure competitors and wellness competitors come to me and they say, Oh, do you have like a program for us and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, do you only have bikini programs? And I try to explain to them how I coach, for example, or program for yourself is not that differently from say a bikini or a fitness person. Mm. They, they think that you must just be living in the gym, doing crazy, crazy amounts of sets and two a days training and stuff like that. And that's just not the case. And I'll, I'll, it's funny, your programs, I know, which you've been doing the last few months, they're actually a lot of them less volume than a lot of my bikini clients pro clients as well so for you you've never obviously you train a lot and stuff like that but i think people just get this poor understanding that again just yeah genetics play a big part and you know how you respond to training is going to be often a little bit different to bikini girls but it doesn't mean you have to have this completely different programming yeah and like i think it's a good thing to touch on would be like if me and lauren did exactly the same program we would still look totally different and it would probably serve our bodies like just the same you know it's not it's like we don't need totally different programs to get a totally different response because like you said 
it's going to be like where that person is going to be more genetically geared as well to grow. Um, because again, I could give like two completely girls, like different girls, the same program and they would look totally different on those programs. Cause one girl, you know, has a genetic potential to build more upper body or shoulders. And the other one, you know, her, her glutes may be a little bit stubborn or like something like that. And they would create different looks of their own, what they were meant to be looking like though. So, you know, for as long as I can, like when, before I was doing with you, I was still only doing, I think I was doing like six days a week because I always thought like more is better and we need heaps of volume to grow. And that's like true in some regards, but you also need to be able to recover from that volume and eat the appropriate amount of calories to, to get the response that you need from it. So um, I've only ever been doing like five or four day splits. Um, it's not about like, you know, two a day, like you said, or, I train my delts every second day. Like I do two upper body days and I do three lower body days. And that's, that's my split. So that kind of leads me into the next question. And you just kind of said how you've had, have changed training over the last few years to regressing volume, obviously yeah. still getting better and better results. So what is things you have changed over your preps over the last what you've done what did you say 15 preps or something 10 years <laughs> yeah so obviously you've been in a, a long long time and i'm sure you've yeah. learned more you've had good experiences bad experiences like what what are like one or two kind of big things i guess you've learned or changed over the years so actually i prepped myself for a lot of my comps um prior to you was emery who was the only other coach that i've had um and I got all of my workouts off like bodybuilding.com. So they're all very bro splits, like, you know, chest, shoulders, back, quads. As we know, that's not really the, the best way to train, especially for like, you know, when I was doing my natural comps and things like that. But again, it goes to show that you know, your genetic potential will dictate how you grow from a program, not necessarily the program itself. So um, I went from like super high volume, um, which then accumulated a lot of fatigue as well so I like I probably could have been in in a better position than I am now like potentially if I had come and done some more structured training earlier that's like the biggest thing is like don't overthink training but understand that structure is really important because a lot of people will over prescribe themselves volume when they don't necessarily need to like I know people that do like six or seven or eight sets of something and you're like that's just too much you know you need to be able to recover from that um and also just being able to have balanced workouts that aren't all just quad or you know glutes or hamstring that it needs to be a balanced program so that you're working each muscle group you know um the right amount of volume per week and multiple times a week to get that stimulus that you need to grow um rest days how important they are like I think I know so many competitors as well that train seven days a week. And like, when are you getting in your recovery to be able to recover? And like I said, I potentially could have had better results by this stage if I knew that earlier. Um, um, and in terms of like training, another thing what is a, like, what about um, around cardio and stuff like that? Cause I know this prep you've probably done your least compared to yeah. a fair few years ago. So what's been the change there? Um, it was like the understanding that when you start doing way too much cardio, it actually takes away from your physique um, and that it, it becomes something that, you know, will be detrimental to your muscle, the ability to hold muscle, especially if you are a natural athlete. Um, and 
I was doing like hit training and you know high intensity you know cardio type tr- like style to obviously to burn calories but when we look at like what is actually beneficial during the prep is that you get your calorie deficit and your weight loss essentially happening from your diet and your training is there to support you know um, muscle retention instead of trying to jam cardio because then you're going to end up losing a lot of muscle and your body's not going to be like where it needs to be so that's been a huge change because again yeah i w- would have been doing like 100 minutes of cardio a day or <laughs> plus that's the, that, you know that, f45 <laughs> that's the thing with cardio as well that often these days with my own clients and i'm sure you've probably probably thinking the same as well is that sometimes the more efficient way to get someone leaner is just dropping calories instead of yeah. just continually driving up more and more expenditure could yeah. they be just dropping 100 calories a bit more time efficient and actually help them recover because obviously more training more even though you know a hit is going to be more taxing it's still activity so it still can impact your ability to perform in your sessions and then yeah the other thing i'll ask you with that is that what i've kind of seen is that when you're doing a lot of cardio as well, especially you know, intervals, back end of prep, it can also increase things like hunger and stuff as well, which is yeah. cool. You're, you're increasing calorie expenditure, but then you're also hungry as fuck. So sometimes yeah. resting that can actually, anecdotally, I find, manage hunger a little bit better. Yeah, 100%. And also just time. Like, like there are people that don't have all the time in the world to be doing three hours in the gym. Um, so I would... I personally, I would rather have my deficit come off. So from my food and just fatigue in general, like I definitely had to had like to um, manage fatigue this time with having Luna, like the less cardio that I do, the more energy that I have to parent and actually, and work as well in general. So I would rather have less calories than more cardio. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. That's something I've changed my mind on as well. Obviously some people, yeah it depends on so it, it's a personal preference some people go like you know what i'd rather have a um a bit more food and do cardio whereas other people i think especially as you said busy people it's just yeah. a lot more time efficient to drop calories that slight bit more to then have them not have to do that you know so much extra yeah. extra work so this what is it what day is it today sunday so that means yeah, saturday a week away from world so how are you feeling about the show are you, are you happy with everything? You're excited? How you, how do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. Like I'm I've like this is the this is like the biggest show because I'm competing against like Asha and Belinda, who are two of the best figure girls in Australia. Um plus obviously the internationals that I don't know too well, but um this will be the first time competing against those two girls in, in one comp for, for years. So I'm really excited to be able to actually have like a really good lineup to be against, which is obviously like nerve wracking for me because I've usually felt quite confident going into each show. Um, but I feel good physique wise. This is the best that I've looked so far. And that tends to be a thing each time you compete, you look better and better. Um, so like, I'm happy with how I am. I, I don't know how I feel if I like, you know, come second or third but we'll find that out when we get there but it's just more so like I've what I've been telling myself is like we have done everything and I just have to be proud of whatever outcome happens um but yeah I'm really I'm really excited excited nervous shitting myself all of the things 
yeah, that's the hard thing with comp. You can obviously get into the best shape of your life and know you improve and it still comes down to other people's opinions yeah. over, over your body, but that's, that's the joys of comp. So that's kind of the game you play. Well, after, after the comp, do you see yourself, envision yourself doing a lot more comps? Is, is, this, is this something where if you won, you go, oh, see you later, I'm the champion, motherfuckers. <laughs> right off uh, that what, what do you have a vision for what's next I honestly like I'd never know what I'm gonna do and I think like that's an honest question like I just I think you I told me you like, weren't gonna compete in yeah. The, yeah 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 I just feel like it's it's like I think I'm done with competing but I always say this at the end of comp prep like because it's just such a hard thing to do <laughs> and I get very much over it because I'm such a a social person and I think this year especially with Luna I've learned like you know just so much more about myself and my values and um you know being in a prep and being so uh, isolated might I say like that doesn't sit with me well anymore than, than it, it used to like because I feel like I didn't really have a lot prior to like I obviously had Matt but I didn't I haven't didn't have a family I didn't have my own things going on so um We'll see how it goes. You know, I may get this and be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to dominate the world and I'll do more comps or, you know, explore different avenues. But, yeah, I don't know how I feel. You'll have to ask me in, like, two months' time. I'll say. <laughs> well, I'm excited to you know, get on stage and then be done with dieting so that we can go back to hanging out and getting dinner and stuff getting like that. Getting dinners and shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so – Thank you so much for coming on. I know a lot of my a lot of my audience are big fans of yours and you know it's been cool to you know get a little bit more information about your journey and you know getting back on stage because I get my audience being so heavily women um, female yeah. based to see someone who had a baby you know, what was it, 15 months ago or so yeah. 14 months yeah, yeah close 14 months whatever <laughs> wrong and then kind of get to get back to where you are it's been pretty pretty epic and you know it's been fun to experience so with that emily do you want to tell everyone listening where they can find you and kind of what obviously you're a personal trainer and so what you guys sell and stuff like that so do your thing do your thing so you can find me at emily underscore king bodies or kingbodies.com um we essentially do so many things but the the one that we do really well <laughs> um is we have like one-on-one coaching through like foundation or premium positions um we're all about educating clients obviously um not just about comp prep either we have a very small comp prep um group of people majority of our people are just general population clients that are just wanting to optimize on their health and you know gain confidence and get their bodies back after having babies and things like that so that's laughing at me but that is essentially what we do um and you guys have a lot of clients right a whole lot yeah we do and we have a team though so we work on team coaching um which essentially is like me matt steph kira um and we we just find that it's a, just a better approach than having like one coach on one client. Uh, you actually have like a, a team of support behind you um, from different areas of life as well. So we find that our clients really get the help that they want because if they you know don't really resonate with Matt, they might talk to me and they they get what they want. So um, I love our approach. I love what we're about as a company. So 
you know, if you ever need any one-on-one coaching, you know, where are your people? Awesome. And so, so I know, I know Emily and Matt well, so I couldn't recommend them more for all those out there um, looking for um, private coaching and stuff like that. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Like all of the coach Mark Carroll audience wish you the best. So I think you're going to smash it, buddy. Thanks my love. I've loved uh, having you on board with us this time. Wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. Thanks so much, buddy.